Michael Myers. He's, he's chasing me with a knife. She looked at me as if she <laughs> feared her own <laughs> ability to speak. <laughs> it was a very intense, like, here we go, and here's a joke. Yeah. And it was, uh, I think it, it was landed. a joke. Oh, it landed. Well, here we are. This mm-hmm. is a uh, Halloween or a horror movie podcast. I'm Kira. I'm Cody. And uh, uh, much like our name, oh, honey. we're doing Halloween, honey. Yes. This was a film that was released. Yes. For we, we are talking very trepidatiously, is that a word? Because yeah. neither of us, we saw the movie separately, and neither of us have um, talked about it to each other. So. Nor, like, usually I'll be, like, there's, like, a hint, a glimmering of how we feel. No idea. Um, I mean, should I just come out and say my yeah. thoughts? I actually did not like it. Me neither. Okay, I good. did not enjoy <laughs> the experience. I did not enjoy the film. I did not enjoy the characters. I didn't root for the characters. I didn't care for the characters. Um, literally about halfway through, I went with my friend. She leaned over to me, and she was like, this is fucking stupid. And I was like, you're goddamn right. I, 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 I peed yeah. during the movie. Not during the movie. I left to go piss. <laughs> During the movie, felt compelled, like, didn't think I'd miss anything. I also was not pleased. I didn't hate the it. End. It was like a 5 out of 10, I'd say, maybe. Um, it, it, yeah. But there was, it was disappointing, guys. I'm sorry. It I know was. the reviews have been pretty decent, shockingly. I which, haven't um, read them. Don't know her. Uh, and I've heard some people liked it. Um, I found it underwhelming. Yeah. My, my big takeaway was, okay. So there's the original Halloween, which is a masterpiece, mm. I, I would say. And then there's all of the sequels, <laughs> which to varying degrees of success are watchable, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Sure. I think the only straight up bad one is uh, Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. Um, the rest are either bad and like fun about it, like Resurrection, mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. 4 and 5, which have the redeeming qualities, or like genuinely good. Like H2O is an actual good movie. Nice. Um, this... Hydration. Water's amazing, and so is Carrie. Um, <laughs> this I found uh, kind of boring. Yeah. Um, not scary, except for one sequence. Yes, one sequence I Which found one? scary. May I, may I um, at the end, when she's going around the house with the flashlight on the gun, and it's kind of like the end of Silence of the Lambs. I found that kind of exciting and thrilling. But then it, and but then, it, but then when he popped out, it was like, oh. Yeah, and <laughs> I wanted to, like... Ooh, like I wanted like all of like the menstrual cycles of everyone to like sync up and we were like, yes, there's this older woman and she's leading the pack and like she's taking shit down and she's wearing a wife beater and she's, you know, taking her joint medicine, but she's also making sure shit's in gear and she's working a gun. Um, and even though I think Jamie, like everyone did their best actor rise, I just didn't give a shit about any of it. And I thought that it was... Everything we that we literally had just talked about, we loved about Halloween, the OG baby. Um, this movie did not. Mama did not provide. No. And the, this baby the tree was, was barren. Yeah, and this this baby went went to bed starving because I was not into it. Yeah, I I just don't <laughs> ever see myself watching it again. Only which if, is a shame. Yeah, seriously, only if it were like. A trap situation. Like I walked into a room <laughs> and it was on, and I'm like, "Watch this, or we'll kill your mom." <laughs> oh my god. Okay, sure. Yeah, I guess I can take notes. Like honestly, usually I'm like, "Oh, I'm excited to talk about this movie with Cody today, even if it's not great." I today I was like, to "I say. don't really want to talk about it." <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to pretend it was a dream that we had. I separately. mostly have critiques and questions about <laughs> what 
is going on. Yeah, my question Truly. is, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, number one, how dare you? Um, <laughs> Seriously. And John Carpenter was, like, on... That's the biggest The fucking bill. Like, I, I, I was like, I oh, have. maybe he just came by to, like, you know, say hi. But he was there. This is the first Halloween movie he's had anything to do with since Halloween 2. And, he and even it. that, uh-huh. he wrote begrudgingly. He, like, wrote it all drunk. Because the studio was like, we're going to work it. Might as well write it and make some money off it. He came back for this one, wrote a new score, which I would say the music is the best part of the movie. Well, yeah. I thought it was just a little bit. I was like, oh, yeah, it's just yeah. the same. Well, he, there is new themes and the new ones. Right. And, like, I have somebody who knows the score very well. Oh, my God. Um, and shut up. life. Cody. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I told myself to shut up. Oh. So, um, <laughs> uh, I found the new score very exciting. Um, oh, also, another, let's just say the good things first yeah. before we go in. Yeah, let's treat this like a, a yeah. job evaluation. Right. So, like, okay, sandwich. here's some, like, yeah. But it's going to be not a sandwich. It's going to be um, an open face sandwich. Ooh. Uh, upside, I'm upside, upside down. down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the good bread. Um, uh, another really, like, something I think you would re- I'm really proud of you for uh, doing yeah. is the cinematography. Um, oh, I thought it was really well shot. Thanks, yeah. Uh, I thought the... Lighting was effective. I thought it was... Um, lights were used, yeah. Lights were used. Oh, like the um, uh, the sensor light. That was a cool little moment in the backyard. When yes, the, yes, uh, the light was like, I'm sorry, Mr. So-and-so, I'm in your yard. That like, was great. Good use of that. Um, I liked that. There is one scene in particular, I remember, where the main young... Allison. Allison. With a yeah. Y. It's Allison with a Y, Cody. Get with and it or two get L's. Out. That's weird. She's, Too much. She's a modern woman. She dressed like a man for a, a Halloween party with her boyfriend's long hair. I couldn't get over when they were like, we're doing it with a twist. I'm like, okay, so I need gender swap. Yeah, like, they're oh, like, just, we're not going to tell you. I'm like, it's, it's, it's gender, gender swap. It's 2018. I had somebody who dressed up as Clarice this past weekend. Like, I'm... Also, I get it. <laughs> like, yeah. If this were like 1992, and they're like, oh, right, we're how gonna. daring! And now it's like, okay, okay. live your truth, baby. <laughs> Even my audience, which was oh! terrible, yeah, like kind of fun. My audience was not fun. Even, but even my audience who was talking back and laughing at everything when yeah. he came out in a dress was like, okay. That's what I mean. It was fun, <laughs> not fun. It was fun seeing it in theaters in the sense of like. I feel like as a group, it's kind of nice when as you're with a group of humans and we all unanimously decide that whatever we're watching is either really cool or really not cool. Really not cool. And yeah. uh, I mean, just to cut to an example, when um, Allison is in the cop car and she finally gets out mm. and she ran into, into the, the woods. woods, we all like yelled at her, like not even like a concerned yell. We're just like, "You're done!" Like you're done, girl. There's <laughs> this is the whole audience saying, "Girl, sweetie." Allison, there's one. I don't even remember when it was. But there's a cool shot of her being lit up by, like, cop lights. And she, like, swings her head around really fast and screams. And it's kind of blurry. But it, like, cuts to it. I don't know. It just was one brief shot that my brain went, Mm -hmm. holding a thumb up. (laughs) Good job, sweetie. Good job, you did it. I... My audience, though, let me just say real fast. Oh, please. terrible. Okay, so the good thing would be, like, cinematography and music. Yes. And I thought Jamie Lee was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, she... she She showed up and she did the damn thing. Yep. My audience was awful. It was an 11 p.m. Thursday screening, so essentially the first right. night it was there. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be a great crowd of like sold out other Halloween fans. I wore my Halloween shirts. Cute. I was like, I'm oh, part of the tribe. Oh, she's on brand, baby. Mm-hmm. I went by myself. Uh, <laughs> also on brand. And yeah. um, kind of. Uh, the audience was terrible. It was. I got there and there were several children. Not even right. like. Oh, not even like. Me? It's late. It's late on a school night, mm-hmm. and not even children 
of, I would say, like, 13, 14, who had still call children, even though the teens, whatever. Um, This was five to 12-year-olds. I'm sure they were quiet and calm. They actually weren't bad. Um, There was one family that was, like, at the end, I saw them leave, and they were, like, multi-generational. It was, like, the children, the parents, and grandma. Oh, grandma! (laughs) Which I'm like, just, but just have grandma watch the kids at home. Well, maybe Grandma saw Halloween in theaters in 1978. That's a really good point. I should judge. But get a fucking babysitter. Don't bring your kids to this hard R movie. Wow, it was violent. I listen. I remember people telling me they saw babies in seeing The Exorcist in theaters. (laughs) People do shit. They went by themselves though. Their parents weren't there. Oh yeah, the baby. They went in a trench coat. Yeah. Trying to be a full man, and they, the usher at one, wow, say, miss, you're mighty tall. Right, the exorcist did come out during the, the FDR <laughs> administration. Say um, that, Mr. President. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Bob. Welcome. I don't know. screaming me. There was one kid, though, who was like, I would say 11, but he was there in a Michael Myers mask, and I was like, Fine. I see you, child. I see young me. What um, if it was actually a murderer? So, like, the opening of. Halloween, oh, or like a la Scream 2, mm-hmm. where it's like, we're seeing this, it's like super meta. Stab. What if we just talk about Stab instead of That's Halloween? Movie. The fake movie inside the screen is better than this. Um, should I do a little background info? Like, yeah, I don't even want to okay. talk about the plot, really. Like, we can just do we whatever can we want. Skip we can do whatever through. we want. Yeah, who's, yeah, right. Okay, so, so, who's my dad? No, directed no. by, who's my dad? Uh, this was directed by David Gordon Green and written by him and Danny McBride. <laughs> Sorry. Record scratch. I'm just laughing because I'm catching my body language right now. Like, I'm letting my arms across and I'm just... You look, like, petulant is the word I use. Mm. She likes it. Uh, yeah, David Gordon Green McBride, is kind I... of, uh, the director's kind of, uh, like, a, he's like a half indie director. Like, he has a movie in their Criterion collection, but then he also directed, like, dumb comedies. But David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, who I was listening to interviews with them, they're like big fans of the series, especially the original. Yeah. So they got the chance to make one. And um, both John Carpenter and Jamie Lee were like, we weren't going to come back unless the script was amazing. But right. also, John Carpenter has also been quoted as saying things like, well, I'll do anything for money. So. Ah, also, like, not to be shady, but I'm sure he's like an older chap now. Like, I'm sure he's like, yeah. I don't know how old he is, but that's what's also concerning. That's kind of like, I feel like. I don't know, like, if Danny McBride is on board, I assume it's going to be funny, and, like, not to assume, like, what he brings to the table, but, like, I thought there'd be better comedy if, even though there doesn't need to be, and the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis and John Carpenter and Danny McBride, who, I mean, I don't know his life, but I feel like he has a pretty good sense of, like, somewhat good sense of quality, like, he's been in pretty okay stuff in the past, Somewhat, but like this was mediocre. Mediocre. And just that's mediocre. The, that's the big thing I want to say about this movie is it wasn't even bad. Yeah. Because it if just... it was bad, at least I could have had fun. Again, yeah. like a lot of like half the Halloween movies are bad movies, but they're enjoyable mm-hmm. to watch. Mm-hmm. This is just kind of Millward. Yeah, it was just. I don't it, have enough. I don't care amateur. enough about it to be mad at it. Yeah, I mean, I'm literally sitting here with my arms crossed, just like, I don't give a shit. And, like, <laughs> I, I don't think I've had a reaction to any of the movies we've ever talked about. I don't think I've had a, a reaction like this to a movie ever. Mm. That's not true. Yeah. But I'm trying to think if there's anything that I actually um, liked other than just what you've already <laughs> mentioned. Uh, I hated the general weird comic tone that ran throughout the movie. I don't even remember what jokes were made. They were all just bad. Like, don't. They were all bad. Those cops in the car that were like, this bun me sandwich. Oh, right. It's just cool. so real and relatable because, like, who hasn't had a banh mi sandwich? I haven't. Me, I haven't. <laughs> the answer's me. Um, 
Okay, what else? Tell me more about things so, you don't like. So, <laughs> just the, the comic tone was mm. unfortunate. Could you give an example of just the Bon Me? Was there anything else? Everything with that, like, the kid who got killed in the motion sensor yard Ugh. was like... Oh, that's another thing. All, every oh single God. man in this movie white. is a buff- well, white. Well, no, there was one. There was two actors of color in this movie. I was, I, I was like, keeping track, too, and I was like, ding, ding. Yeah. And that's it. One, two. Go on. Um, My dove. The... All of the men in this movie were either bad, villainous, mm-hmm. or idiots. Except for, I'd say, the sheriff. Right. Which, of course, Officer Hawkins, which I'm like, isn't this a little too re- close to Stranger Things? Are we just not having ideas What's anymore? his name of Stranger Things? He's not, it's not that, but they live in Hawkins, Indiana. And it was just a very, like, oh, I'm, I'm the sheriff. I don't know. I, I was just, <laughs> nothing seemed original is my, it, my it, point with that statement. But go I on. thought the the sheriff in this movie was meant to be the same sheriff in from the original, the oh, father of Annie. He done ground. Because he got a weird, oh. like, heroic intro shot. Remember he was playing pinball and it, like, shoots him from behind and then he turns around. It's it's meant to be almost like, oh my god, it's him. But he's nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's Marlon Brando. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I mean, that would be a cool motif, but I didn't catch though. it. And like halfway through the movie, I was like, no, because he's the same age as Jamie Lee Curtis. He would have been at least 15 years older than her. Maybe he just aged really well from having no daughter to take care of. Honestly, the murder of my child, best thing that happened to my skin. Yeah, my hair stopped graying because I didn't stress anymore. Because there was no one to stress. She was dead. My brain said, oh, well. All right. Goodbye. Let's take a nap. Farewell. Um, I did not... But all the... Sorry, all the... No. I'm talking about, I want to talk about men. Um, oh, yeah, no. My it's just all the... I, I don't really know what the movie was saying about, like, the inadequacy of men in a horror movie. Because... It's one thing to have, how can I phrase this? Like the, 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 the entire gender be betrayed shittily in a movie that's making a specific point about it. Correct. Mm-hmm. If this was like Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. where all the men in that movie operate around Clarice and are there to make an impression on the audience of the swamp of misogyny she has to wade through every sure. day, uh-huh. then I'd be like, good job movie. Point of view. Here, it nice. just kind of seemed like Poor writing. Rem- yes, it reminded me of the writing of commercials where it's like, "Honey," yeah, and the, 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 and the yeah, and the husband's head's like in a toilet, he's drowning, and the wife's like, oh, gosh. she has you an know? apron on, yeah. and she's like got a baby attached he's, to her titty. <laughs> Both titties. It just—I don't really know what the point it was making was because even Allison's shitty first boyfriend, who makes out with that girl at the dance. I was like, oh, he's going to die now. Nope, you never see him again. Oh, you're right. He never What dies. was the point? Also, he wasn't... Uh, stop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That Exactly. Like, it, it was this... I don't think it was intentional. I think it was just lazy writing and lazy... Because it's 2018. Yes. So I'm sure they started filming last year. But still... They still could have really taken this opportunity... To really make not a statement, they don't need to have Lori like stand on a rock and be like, like "Me too." Feel my pussy power <laughs> and menstrual blood will rain. Like we didn't need that, but it just didn't have any care or any like. I just feel like there were opportunities where we could have kind of a la American Psycho or a la um, Sense of the Lambs mm-hmm. with like having a very clear point of view of this woman, a, a woman who has been traumatized and has gone is living in solidarity and. There could have just been really, really important moments that could have really hit home or been really, um, I just, a little more like resonant. inspired. Yeah. yeah, like resonant. It was just, 
crap. Like, it was just garbage, and I, I'm glad I paid very little money to go see it. I paid 15 bucks. Anyway. Oh, that's but, the thing. If you want to see it, live your truth, but don't spend more than, like, maybe $10. If you I can help say, it. Go on a matinee. Yeah. yeah, or just sneak it. But it, the, writing, the writing of the men, the screenplay, the screenplay, which was written by three men, mm. as opposed to the original written by a man and a woman. Right. It feels like they... And I'm projecting totally, but this is a critique. It feels like they didn't know how to write a movie that was meant to be empowering for women yeah. without having all the men be fucking garbage. Ugh. It's Which is, it again, just feels like a, one of those shitty heteronormative commercials. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can write a movie that empowers women without them being seen as a symbol of empowerment by default. Right, exactly. Because everybody else who's not a woman is terrible. So right. by default, you're like, well, I guess the women are strong because they're, they're not idiots. Mm-hmm. And they're the only ones left yeah. in, alive in this situation. Right. Because it was setting up an, an interesting dynamic of, you know, these three generations of yeah. trauma survivors and mm-hmm. kind of making maybe a, a commentary on how trauma trickles down mm-hmm. through the generations. It does. But they didn't really effectively do that. I would say the, the seeds that are there because we're talking about it, but it was not seen to its fullest realist end. We shouldn't be digging this far to find a strong femme empower- empowering message in a movie that has three strong female characters in it. Oh, different ages. Yeah. Oh, different ages. And again, like, it was just a, um, such a missed opportunity to really make a solid fucking, like... Because that was one of the things that I... Because from the get-go, from... I, I try not to look at the trailers, but I saw some. Mm-hmm. And I try not to look at anything publicity-wise. But it all looked like shit. And so I really had a feeling this was going to be garbage. And I thought, well, at least that what I can take away from it is that we're going to have a protagonist who's a woman who's 50-plus, and she's kicking ass, and she's probably going to be yielding a weapon. Which happened, but, like, it still wasn't enough for me. And I wanted more, and I felt like I was robbed as a... I was robbed! <laughs> as, a, as a patron of the arts. And I so wanted it to just, like be it, it didn't even need to be anything crazy she didn't have to wear a fucking pink hat she didn't have to wear a hillary shirt sure because i don't really but like although she'd wear a bernie sanders shirt i think fun. i think she would have also this is my other point halfway through the movie i was like she's a republican well, she's she's totally all about the second amendment all those guns oh yeah well these are my guns and i'm a, i need to protect myself yeah but, yeah. like, that's the only time you should be allowed to have a gun is when you are a trauma, sur- trauma survivor living on your own. That kind of leads to my... And you live in your fucking house, mm. not, you know, bring it to people's homes. My, or businesses. My next point is I, I think it's completely absurd, the evolution of Lori. Because this movie ignores all the sequels. Mm-hmm. I think it touches on Halloween 2. Um, okay. I wouldn't know. But... Just for all intents and purposes, this is a direct sequel to the original Halloween. So it goes Halloween 1978, Halloween 2018. Mm -hmm. Illogical evolution and reaction of the character from Mm -hmm. the events of 1978 Halloween Mm -hmm. to this. To see her become immediately in the movie because she's teaching Judy Greer this when she's a child. Mm -hmm. This hardcore, ammunition-stocked, terror-stricken survivalist. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. It's the complete extreme reaction to, this is going to sound shitty, but like one really bad night. Really bad night. Mm-hmm. Where Compared to, I would say, Scream, where Sid, Sid, uh, Sid, <laughs> Sid, help, <laughs> Nev Campbell's character, by Scream 3, she survived two movies of being attacked. <laughs> 
Jesus and Christ, what she Lord. does is she's living in like a, 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 an isolated house mm-hmm. with a little bit more than average security system, but nothing mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. She has a dog, and she's working at a trauma survivor hotline. Right. Fine. That's, I think, a natural, realistic evolution of the character. Yeah. Or uh-huh. even, sorry, not to keep just spiraling, but Jeez. even in H2O, mm-hmm. which apparently is not canon anymore in relation to this movie. Sure. Um... Jamie Lee Curtis came back for that one. It's the first one she came back for since Halloween 2, and it was like 20 years later. In that, she has moved to a different town, changed her name. She's working as a writing or English professor. I haven't seen it in a while. And she's like an alcoholic. Oh, okay. I think that's a much more... Not that horror movies have to be realistic, but I just found it completely illogical and just bonkers that she would set up this like saw house with traps everywhere. And like... Especially after 40 years. And not to say, I mean, if this were a realistic situation, obviously there's no way to tell someone how to cope with... Exactly. I want to make that very clear. Caliber. Yes. Yeah, we're not saying that. Totally. But, again, it's kind of a lazy writing ploy just to be like, well, 40 years have gone by and somehow she hasn't... She doesn't have a job, but she has her own land with a... Um, but even when they rolled up to the gate of her property, it just literally just seemed like a government building just with lots of uh, funding. So it just... It, it seemed like a cheap, easy route because, yeah, that could have happened. She could have definitely maybe had definitely some issues and, like, safety concerns and what have you, but there was... It's like, she's got nothing else going on? Yeah. She Like, she... she, she who... What? It just seemed a little unrealistic it, there was no nuance in the writing it was like what would happen to her yeah she would lose her fucking mind apparently just no care just lazy and in the original movie she is and i'm people hot take people change from 17 to 57 i mean but, i'm the same as i was right and you are 70 um right. <laughs> but she's so caring and resourceful in the first movie yeah and in this she is Resourceful in a different way. Yeah. Um, but also completely pessimistic and just driven and ridden by fear. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. And you know what? If we wanted to play up that idea that like the fear really does consume her, I just, there was a, I just, I'm mad, Cody. It's just not well written. It's not well thought out. These characters aren't given dimensions. They're not given any sort of fucking onion layers. It just was a, a waste of my energy. I also don't know what the movie, like in relation to this point, is saying about the reaction to fear. Because for the first two acts of the movie, I'd say until the grand finale, the movie and all the characters besides Lori are basically saying like, it's so sad that she's lived her whole life just <sighs> completely consumed by fear. Get How, over it, Grandma. Not only get over it, Grandma, but also <laughs> it's a sad way to live your life. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody pities her. She's an alcoholic or is a seemingly recovered alcoholic, but Mm -hmm. is, you know, having moments. So the whole time it seems to be saying, like, the movie seems to be saying, Mm -hmm. and the writers, therefore, is like an extension of the film, Mm -hmm. saying, you know, it's don't let fear completely rule your life. Mm -hmm. You need to find some joy in your life. Otherwise, what's the point? Right. But then, and she even says to Judy Greer, playing her daughter, I'm sorry that I raised you this way. Mm Mm-hmm. It was not right of me to like deny you a childhood or something like that. It was quick, but it was implied. I don't remember. All that was implied. Mm-hmm. But then in the end, Judy Greer's survival training Kicks ends in, up saving baby. the day. Yeah. 
she shoots Michael Myers in the fucking shoulder or whatever yeah. by by leading him to her. That was kind of cool. I did like this moment yeah. as a, as a character beat. She mm-hmm. she yeah. is they're trapped in the house with Michael and she starts Judy Greer starts crying for Jamie Lee Curtis because mm-hmm. he's like, now like flipped the yes, uh, entryway the, over the like bunker that they're uh, hiding in underneath the kitchen and she's whimpering and going you know mom I can't do this I'm scared mom but then the second Michael Myers appears she completely changes tactics and she's gotcha. like gotcha <laughs> she says something like yeah. snippety snap surprise um, bitch I see you white face <laughs> um, so then and she shoots him and mm-hmm. like saves the day and like that leads to that helps them on the, in their escape. Mm-hmm. So, like, up to that point, it's saying, this is not a way to live your life, Lori. Mm-hmm. But at that point, it seems to be saying, but it was all worth it. Yeah. And also, look <laughs> at that cool bunker house and all yeah. the different barricades. Right. Thank God for that. And in the end, they do burn it down, which is obviously, like, cleansing and a new beginning and all that, blah, blah, blah. But, like, uh... I just don't know what the movie was saying about the appropriate reaction to fear, if it was trying to say anything at all. It wasn't trying to say anything at all. Right. It was written without care or... I mean, I don't want to say that, because obviously... I don't know anything. But I like, think there uh, was care put into it because they, they were fans of the series. To, yeah, they wanted to put give it good juice. But I think there were certain ideas that weren't thought through to their logical, like critical end. Mm-hmm. People they weren't thinking about people's reactions to things and how it would look necessarily. Again, yeah. I'm projecting, but that's the impression I got. No, absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Because I mean, I'm sure they weren't sitting there like, ooh, ah, ah, we're gonna fuck up this movie. Like, exactly. I'm sure they really didn't not, think yeah. it was like a valid. But it just wasn't, and just the way Michael killed people, the way he killed people wasn't the same. I miss the old way. Another part I did like, I liked once he's escaped prison again. Also, side note, why are they always moving him in Halloween? Much like the first movie, they moved him on the anniversary of, now the anniversary of two mass murders. Right. I found the one um, kind of sequence of him going into those two different houses. Mm -hmm following him with a steady cam. It's like a one shot. I found that very impressive. Mm-hmm. And the kill it ends on where he kind of grabs one by the ponytail and stabs her through her throat in the back. That made me go, Ooh! Uh, otherwise yeah. that was, it was technically impressive and mm-hmm. kind of thrilling. Um, uh, otherwise I didn't find it very scary. So when we catch the, the podcasters, yes, that, <laughs> which made me go, Oh, I know they're like, Oh, we're podcasters. We're podcasters. And the audience went, Oh, and I shaved my head. <laughs> so they get You guys to... are bringing razors to the theater. <laughs> I know. They let me come in with it. It was weird. <laughs> um, I didn't like any of that. I thought it was kind of dumb. It was very like, but... what's in right now? True crime podcast, which like, well, that's it is. Well, no, I'm sorry. I meant the scene with Michael was dumb. Oh, um, with the, like the bathroom and the teeth. Um, Oh no! Well, okay, no, no, no. I'm talking. I'm talking like when they're at the jail and they're like, "Hey, Michael," and the very opening. The, scene. Yeah, I'm the sorry. very opening. Scene. The yes. opening of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then our good friend with the British accent. I don't care to even look at what his character's name is. He takes out. He's like, "Hey, Michael, I just, I just wanted to know." I like, found something. Oh, so yeah. I'm gonna say Laurie Strode, and he's like, "Here's the mask. Like, do what are your thoughts on this?" And so I thought maybe <laughs> thoughts. Um. What? Think of three words that describe this. And so all the other um, prison inmates are going crazy because oh, yeah, they're mentally unstable. They're all like babbling and one has an umbrella. Isn't it spooky? I know. He's crazy so crazy. I, I didn't like so of course stupid. Um, and they're on a chessboard. What does that say? Um, oh yeah, the floor does look like a chessboard. You're right. Yeah, it's like what? who's the king? Who's I don't know. and who's just like a queen, honey? <laughs> Uh, where am I going? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Never played chess so before. So with that power, and then later when uh, Startan, what's his name? Who? The doctor. Um, Star Star Power. That's not his name. 
Sartan. Dr. Sartain. Sartain. Sar- Dumb name. Sartain, Sartain. <laughs> later when he like randomly kills that person yeah. for whatever reason, he puts on the mask for a second, which again for a second. makes sense. He takes it off. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, are we going to find out like this mask has some kind of like... Supernatural energy. Yeah. I'm just shaking my titties. Yes, but that's code for supernatural. <laughs> that's code in the biz. That's where I keep all my supernatural <laughs> powers is in my breasts. Actually, kind yeah. of. <laughs> um, so I, I thought maybe that would be like a point, and I was like, okay, that could maybe be an interesting plot point. But that wasn't a thing. He just nope. sartain whatever sardine can over here. Yeah. Put it on his fucking head for no reason. I think he was just feeling the sexual thrill. Oh, this fucking doctor someone. too. Um, it was so obvious that he was doing a Loomis impression. Yeah, exactly. They were like, can you just sound like... Um, Dr. Loomis. Dr. Donna Loom. Pleasance. And, and Lo- Laura even says, like, you're the new Loomis. And I was like, we know. He sounds just like him, and he's his doctor. We know. And he's obsessed. We know uh, uh, whatever your name is. Yeah. Jamie. Jamie. Laurie. Jamie! Um, so, yeah, that was, um, that was also disappointing. And um, his knife... Uh, uh, the doctor's little blade that he used yes, to, stab to stab the police um, officer is the shape of the nose of the jack-o'-lantern hear me out the okay. shape of the nose connecting think about it so imagine the jack-o'-lantern yes the jack-o'-lantern in the opening credits of this and the original mm-hmm, which like okay fun thanks for that I did like the opening credits they were fun, that was fun but it's only I also because like hearing that music just makes because me because it's nostalgic and nothing's original and we're all dying and this rock is on fire this rock is this planet got it um, um so imagine the the jack-o'-lantern mm-hmm. and so we have a, a semi-triangular nose mm-hmm. and there's the line here to the mouth right so it's kind of the negative space is the shape of the, <laughs> i'm just drawing I love it on this. my face I'm, she's just feeling her, the contours of her face i just took a whole bunch of lsd so i <laughs> feel like curves of my huge schnoz um, it's kind of the, the shape of the blade is what I'm trying to say. It looks like he was but maybe the one. But who the fuck cares? I, think, I, I don't think that was part of the intentional. No, but who the fuck has a blade that's that size, though? It's, 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 Do you mean it was the size of the nose or the size of something that looks like it would have cut that part of the no, nose? No, it looks like it was, it's the shape of the nose. Okay. Not, it doesn't look like it's a pumpkin carving knife. I don't know. From fucking Walgreens <laughs> in the fucking seasonal section. I'm talking it's the shape of like the nose and the jack-o'-lantern. So that they put fucking thought and effort yes. into. But, you know, Laurie Strode's uh, where she get the fuck she get money to get a fucking cage and all these mannequins. Also, mannequins are not cheap. No. They're not. The end. Um, <laughs> uh, I did uh, I like the opening credits, though, where the pumpkin was squished and then, like, uh, rose up and relit, and it was kind of like, it was as if the pumpkin from the original was, like, had been dead for 40 years, obviously, because it's a fucking vegetable. And I was like, rise, bitch. Yeah, fun. I like, could have should have yeah. ended there, honestly. <laughs> We never see Jamie Curtis. <laughs> that was. She just appears at the end, late. waving at the camera. Hi guys, thanks for coming. Thank you so much for coming. Like, welcome to Regal. <laughs> hey, I went to the Logan Square Theater. I didn't. I went to like the Regal. Opening for Incredibles two, where it was like, oh my god, that was I'm ridiculous. So sorry it took so long. Making movies is hard. It's Literally, the did. opening in Incredible before Incredibles two, it was like all the voice actors and the director. There was like a two minute segment where they were like. We know it's been 14 years since the last Incredibles. Making movies is hard. 14 years? 14 years, girl. 2004, 2018. No. That was a beautifully created... Those are beautiful graphics for 2004. Think of what else was out in 2004. It's all they do. 
It's amazing. It's yeah, amazing. that shit takes forever. Oh, supposedly PJ Souls was in this. She played the what? teacher, but I don't remember that. Oh, there was a teacher. Okay. I don't recall. Here's that's actually a really good um segue into my next point. So um. <gasps> I grabbed my breast because that's where my supernatural power comes from. Now you all know it's part of her mystique. It is. Um, there's the scene in the English class with Allison where there's it's it's paralleling exactly the English teacher oh. scene from the original movie, and the teacher's talking about fate and blah blah blah. But you don't see her, so I guess it was her just doing a voiceover. Do you think Weird. like they were like, oh my god, PJ, you're you're, you're back, baby, you're gonna play the teacher, and in then they're the like, oh, we gotta cut that short. A well, they probably. Couldn't have her in the movie. Because we'd recognize her. And you'd be like, but she's dead. Put her in a mustache and dye her hair. <laughs> it's me. I'm, uh, I'm not Linda. I'm, I'm Linda. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I made it. I survived. Um, yes, and then that's the moment when Allison looks outside and sees Lori hanging out there, a la Michael. Because there's a lot of moments where, like, she just thinks Michael does, and it's like, wow, what does that tell you? It doesn't tell me anything. That's the thing. It's a really mixed message because also it seems left. there's a lot of, there's a couple moments where she does think that Michael does in the original. There's that. The flipping um, over the balcony and disappearing. Yes. Sneaky. Um, And then disappearing on the lawn, exactly. Mm-hmm. In the same way that he does at the end of the original one. Also, like, looking for him in a wooden slatted closet. Yes, I know. She was like, I've been here before. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> again. <laughs> Looks right into the camera. <laughs> Michael. So it's, I don't know, but if, okay, if they have her doing all these things that he did in the original. What is it saying? It's saying something weird and inconsistent about how she's dealt with trauma by, like, becoming him? I don't know. And that's kind of messy to me. And also buys into the idea of, well, isn't it sad how she just lives her life through fear, but then at the end it's, I guess not. (laughs) I guess she's just like him. I don't. And that's no Jesus. Right, because she's not. And there's even the line the doctor has about like uh I think they both need to if they're not if neither ugh, what the fuck it was like if they're not fulfilling the roles of predator or prey, they'll like not survive. Which is like Huh? I, what? Cody, I don't like this movie. Huh? I don't like it. It makes me sad to talk about it. Um, also, when she's going around their house at the end of the movie and she's like checking each room and then locking each room afterwards, which is like, cool. I like that. And I like the idea of like, okay, this is this room is safe. Yeah, this room is safe. I need that. When she got to the final room and she knows he's in there because there was blood on the fucking railing leading upstairs after she shot his fingers off. Oh my god! Oh right. Why wouldn't she just lock the room and then seemingly lock him in there? Right. She had to go in and like fucking explore the closet, and of course it's the spookiest mannequin storage room in the world. Right, and that's where he Oh, right. So I, I, yeah. It's because the end of the movie implies that the whole thing is a trap. The whole house is a trap. Yeah. Well, they even say that. She's like... It's not a cage, baby. It's a trap. Right. But still, like, why would you go in that Just room? lock him in the room. You know he's in there. Gonna, There's nowhere else in the house he is, so and you know he's in the, the house. They're leading him to the basement. Oh, that's true. So they can trap him in the basement and set the house on fire. Really irresponsible for Judy Greer to let her fucking daughter gallivant around there, knowing they're going to have to slip out, zoop, like sideways past Michael Myers, like two fucking bus drivers waving at each other driving down the road. (laughs) Two ships passing. Two ships in the night. (laughs) Night. Oh my God. That's true though. You got to put him in the basement. Oh, Zach, can you talk about that theory you read about like Red Riding Hood and Grandmother? Oh. Yeah, I don't. I wish I knew who said it on Twitter, but um, somebody was talking about how weird it was that 
the what's Allison. her name? Allison yeah. keeps calling her grandmother. I did and not it's like, like that. It's, specifically it's because it's kind of mirroring Red Riding Hood, and like. Like the big bad Michael wolf. Michael is the big bad wolf. Oh, and it's going to Grandma's house in the woods. Going to Grandma's she house. She really goes through the woods. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Runs the fucking woods. And she did have a basket of goodies with her. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. Oh, that was I was a like, bad joke. You both look so good. Did she bring cinnamon rolls to the? She bring weed. <laughs> Honestly, is that my daughter? Lori needs it. Chill Lori, out, girl. <sighs> literally. We were just talking about... Like, you're in Illinois. We got medical. Yeah. Just get a card. My, I, sweetie. I, we, I was just talking with a, a friend of mine. We, we, we want to try to just... Basically, we were talking about trauma and how PTSD mm-hmm. in the cannabis industry, there's like classes and like lectures of like cannabis use and like those who are suffering from PTSD. Right. So watching this movie under a 2018 lens and just because of how I am as a person... Yeah, let's Just get Lori's light up, fucking, baby, please. Like, use all that fire you got in your house for a fucking joint. Oh, yeah, because also the, she sets up this elaborate trap, which I'd be so scared to have the potential for my house to burn down any second if I push the wrong button. True, you if know? you just sneeze a little too hard and you, like... <laughs> or, like, I, like, just lean against the, the wrong trapdoor wall. Oh, I don't my know. God. Yeah, like, what does she do on, like, a Sunday? You know? Does she just... Call, like, was there a... TV, where there are coloring books in there. Um, there was a radio for the police. There was a police radio. She's listened to that for fun. Yeah. God. Um, oh, the very last shot of the movie. So, they escape. Mm-hmm. They trap Michael. She doesn't shoot him in the fucking face. Don't know why. God, I would love to. I mean, not to be... Sorry, I'm sorry to cut you no, off. But, but, like, if I... I don't know. I just feel like if someone who had attacked me and murdered my friends, I would love to shoot their fucking head off. In H2O, she decapitates him. This isn't a spoiler because mm-hmm. it comes back in the next movie. <gasps> Um, it doesn't yeah, also resurrection. Yeah, stupid. So they she trapped they trap Michael in the bunker underneath the kitchen and then mm-hmm. light the house on fire. Fun. And he's and there's him. like a, there's yeah there's like metal hot metal <laughs> covering the entrance. Yeah. I don't know. Hot, hot metal, metal baby. Um, they trap him in there and leave and that's the end. And they get uh, they find this truck driving down the road. And they flag it down and they never show the driver. And it was, they don't. And I it was, don't even remember this. I thought it just ended with a fire. <laughs> and then I was Kira left, so ran out of the room. Um, I ran. They fly down a truck and they get in and they're just sitting in the back of the truck, like the bed of the truck. And they never show the face of the driver in a way that just like, as somebody who watches a lot of horror movies, I'm used to, Someone. you know, cues and setups for scares. Yeah. I thought it was going to be somebody. I don't know. Either the doctor wasn't really dead or I don't fucking know. Somebody from the original movie. Old Man Jenkins. Yeah, I don't know. It's Tommy. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't it's, fucking know. Oh, it also Tommy. ended on um, the daughter, the granddaughter, Allison, was holding his knife and it ended like zooming in on the knife and then just ended. And I'm not sure if that was meant to be like, yeah, it ended with Ghostbusters. It was really weird. Um, I don't know if that was meant to be kind of an implication of she's going to take up the mantle because they've done that before in the series. Uh, or if it was just like this symbol of murder. Like she, they all went through trauma, let them smoke a bowl and go to bed. <laughs> it was such an uninspired, unoriginal, letdown, anticlimactic yeah. ending. To the point where, when yeah. it ended, I was like, is there an after credit scene or something? So I was Googling, nope, there's nope. nothing. It's just you hear him breathing. Right. Which, yep. like, could have been the person next to you just breathing hard. Right. It was actually the projectionist at the movie theater, just, like, so angry. A man <laughs> did fall asleep hard. in my theater and started snoring, so. That's kind of amazing, though. Um, I mean, not amazing, but just yeah. kind of... Um, 
Fits the bill, I say. Oh, supposedly, I didn't catch this, but I saw this on the IMDb. Supposedly, Cameron, didn't know that was his name, the boyfriend of Allison. Oh, (laughs) the um, asshole. Yeah, the asshole. Um, His dad is Lonnie, and supposedly throughout the movie, they reference what a troublemaker Lonnie was as a kid. Or is. Well, Lonnie is one of the kids in the original who's on the porch. Exactly. When Loomis does his offensive, like, Mm -hmm. black person voice. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna get you. Yeah. So I think that was supposed to be, like, a thing. Like, oh, it's Lonnie's kid. It's Cameron. All these fucking things, though, only serve to be, like... Wow, you watched the original movie a lot. Very cool. Are, like, are like, your nipples hard? Like in the scene like, no. where that random um, dad and like the hunting dad and the kids is like, I want to go to dance class. And yeah. I'm like, I see you, kid. Um, <laughs> Honey, give it a few years. Uh, he He's dead, though. Two, right. Oh, yeah. So that was the only child Michael Myers has killed. In between we know um, the first movie and this. Right, of course. I'm sorry. Um, but like... But uh, so oh, well. in, in the truck, the song that's playing on the radio is the one that Jamie Lee Curtis sings to herself in the original. And it's like, uh, I wish I had you all alone. I know so. Cute. But I just kind of, all I did, all it made me do as somebody who loves Halloween music go, oh. Right. It was, just because you can sprinkle a whole bunch of shit that we can recognize mm-hmm. doesn't uh, equate quality. You know? I will say though the one thing I did like that I know that I saw was that they originally had it uh, intended to have more recognizable actresses to play Allison. Like I think like Lucy Hale was up for the part and like Emma Roberts, but then okay. going the Jamie Lee Curtis route, which really isn't a Jamie Lee Curtis route because Jamie Lee Curtis technically Fair, is known in Paris. theory. <laughs> in theory, but although this was her first real gig, um, yeah. they wanted to bring on someone who was unknown. Okay, I respect so that. So I respect that, and she she did the thing. You know, she did what she had to do. Mm-hmm. You know, wow, she had a cross dress. <laughs> she wore a record scratch tie. I know. And like a very well-fitting outfit. Like it was yeah, a good it was look. Like singed. She looked good. Oh, did you talk about the her friend? The one who's like, I'm sorry, I thought you were uh, into No, me. the other friend. Oh, the blonde one who gets murdered with yeah. the the one kid oh. actor who A yeah. was a kid of color, which was cool, and also he was like he was actually funny. I thought he was funny. I thought the character was inappropriate. <laughs> like, it not the right time the for vibe. humor. No. Yeah, yeah. But I did like that kid's portrayal of what he was doing. Um, but yeah, I was sad when that babysitter yeah. friend died. Yeah, the, like, PJ Souls equivalent. And, like, yeah. yeah. she was just... But she was, like, a good babysitter. Yeah, again, like, how did he even know she was friends with Allison? Like, when would he have seen them together? Did he ever see them together? Like, did he stalk nope. them? Like, how did Michael Myers know that that was, like, her friend? Or I was he, he just, did. like... I think just a coincidence. Just, like... Because um, he wasn't out by the time... He had, he got out, like, just a few hours before he basically gets into So town. just bad... Kind of. Um, uh, coincidence? Kind of yeah. He's like, I guess I'll stab your boyfriend in the neck. You know, he had a gnarly 1031-2018 tattoo. You play with a motorcycle for a second. Right, because, like, cool. when you're in high school, you have a motorcycle? No, it was no. not his house. <laughs> Oh, 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 sorry. No, no, you're right. When he was playing with the other motorcycle, yeah. that was in the garage, yeah. Oh, and also, like, with the dad and the kid and, like, just pulling up. And he's like, hey, let's get out of this car and make sure everyone's okay. Oh, yeah. Dark no, the my night. audience, the the dad, the hunter dad and the, like, gay bee kid. I, uh, and, again, it's 2018. He could have called someone. But I, that was smart. I, not even smart. But, like, the whole idea with Allison's phone getting lost, I guess, was, like, a good... Way to add more. Like, this is, I'm literally pulling at strings here to try to find some fucking good quality in this movie. When she's at the dance, um, she. Oh, because I think her, her mom boyfriend was calling throws her. it in the fucking punch. Yeah, which, like, Right, because Judy Greer's like, I can't find my daughter. Which, which is like, okay. Valid. 
Um, I think that's the only reason the dance and the boyfriend exist is to get her out of communication for right. 10 minutes. Because they're like, it's 2018. She would have been able to. Right. Which is reasonable. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, able to get to her. Good job with that. You covered that part. That's good. Honestly, they sh- they could have just been like, we don't have enough money to get you an iPhone XS. So like, I'm so sorry. You have to stick with your six. And yeah, your battery <laughs> sucks. Yeah. So like, it just dies. Honestly, if her battery just died, I'd be like, same. <laughs> That is scary, because that's some real shit. Mm-hmm. But, like, that happens to me every all day. All the time. Yeah. Every fucking day. Every day. Oh, and, like, the, the scene in the bathroom with the podcasters was just so... Uh, where he drops the teeth in front of her. I mean, that was, like, okay, like, cool, that's really scary. And I guess that's where he got his, you know, romper from, was from the mechanics. Yes. But then, like, he's bashing the dude's head against the wall. It was. choking her. Yeah. Uh, it was like he was like, how'd I get my outfit the first time? Oh, um, I went to, I killed a mechanic, so I'm going to do it again. Also, like, baby, the world is your oyster. They you simultaneously had him be way, like, stronger than a nat- like a natural human would be, mm-hmm. which is, like, classic Michael Myers. Yeah. But then also, like, it took him way too long to kill that podcaster. Like, the, some of it was, like... The man of the it, woman. Like, the man. Like, he was like... He was, I was shocked how long he survived. Oh, yeah. Like, so long. Smashing his head into the, the wall. Also cut to some random guy who's got his jaw ripped off. Like, that would oh, be right. so hard. Who was that again? One of the, the like, the, the guy who behind the desk in the mechanics yeah. office. Oh, right. That was rough. Yeah. There was a lot of... So, like, he's yeah. super strong, but also, like, it takes him forever to kill some, like, dweeb with a... Microphone. Yeah. He's British. They're soft. (laughs) Yeah. And like, she's like, you know, she's petite. I thought in the commercials that I saw, because it's just her screaming, you don't really see her face that well in the attractions, I thought it was Ellie Kemper. It looks like Ellie Kemper. I I thought it was her. Oh. Yeah. But it's definitely not. Nope. I didn't hate it as much as you did, Kira, but Mm -hmm. I definitely had a lot of problems with it. Yeah. And like, to kind of expand on what you were saying, Cody, mm-hmm. I think that the messaging of the movie gets really kind of garbled it's by extremely garbled. the way that they depict strength mm-hmm. in the Strode women. Mm-hmm. Like, it making them strong is always turning them masculine. Like, mm-hmm. all of Lori's strength in this movie comes from her, like, de-maternalizing herself. Whereas in the original Halloween... Her strength comes from her maternal instincts. Yeah, like, and she even she uses, protects the kids yeah. not because they're her kids, but because mm-hmm. they're kids. Yeah, and she uses all those symbols of femininity, like you were talking about in the Halloween episode mm-hmm. of the, the, the podcast, the wire hanger and the yeah sewing needles to right. attack, and then reappropriates the phallic knife. Exactly. Just in the end. Whereas this, mm-hmm. it's like gun. She's got her gun, and she she's on the hunt. For kids. She yeah. doesn't care about being a mom, and she's on her own, and she has a shooting range. And, like, same thing with Judy Greer, to be honest. Like, I don't buy that somebody who was that estranged from their mother would um, so quickly be forgiving enough to go with her to her house and then not be a freaking wreck after her husband gets killed. I don't think she knows he's dead. Because Lori finds him upstairs in the closet and then they just, like, continue to hunt. But, like, she doesn't think about... She knows he's dead. I don't 
Oh, by the end, yes, because the house is on fucking fire. But there's never like a, ooh, ooh, ah, shit, we left Ray inside. Like, there's never like... <laughs> He's in the window upstairs like, <laughs> like He was a buffoon. He was like, an, he was like a comedia dell'arte, like, fool. Whoa. He was an idiot. Dropping Yeah, that line when he's like, oh, I got peanut butter on my penis. Oh, right. Thank you, Danny McBride, for that. Exactly. I mean, like, wow, you're That's comic fine, weird. but like, why is that here? I'm sorry. Yeah. Go on, Zachary. Zachary. The thing that struck me, we started watching Halloween 2 last night, which I've never seen. The original one, not the Rob Zombie. Right. Um, oh, all right. It we struck me for the yet. first time. <laughs> it struck me for the first time that Lori has no idea who Michael Myers is. And, like, it's instinctual. Yeah. There's a scene it's in the... Just, he's just a killer, and she has to survive. And there's something very basic and satisfying about that. Whereas yeah. in this one, they, they think... They want you to think that they're centering this story around women, but... All three of these women have their lives defined by the actions of Michael Myers. Yeah. Lori's existence is to counter Michael Myers, and that affects Judy Greer mm. and Allison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, their whole life is centered around him in a way that, if written specifically that way, could be interesting and mm-hmm. kind of a comment on patriarchy or like the masculinity of society but I don't think that the movie thinks that it's doing that I think that the movie thinks it's being female empowerment yeah Yeah. but it's in a very like Spice Girls way you know like Spice Girls are awesome but it's like so surface like girl power right just like be strong like a man it's not it's not like deep like feminist theory sure you know what I mean although those Spice Girls did make me feel really good about myself (laughs) um but I know what you mean it's very on the surface and just not I mean clearly you know it just would have been nice if maybe it was just a woman in the writer's room just to be like I don't know fun fact like I would like in the original Jamie Lee Curtis do this or like in my experience she wouldn't act that way yeah Yeah, because in the in Halloween 2 there's a scene early on it takes place immediately after the first movie okay where Jamie Lee Curtis Laurie Strode goes into the hospital um and one of the nurses or the, one of the assistants is like, it was Michael Myers. And she's like, oh, what? oh, like oh, that kid who killed people? Oh, uh-huh. Because, and it struck us, mm-hmm. oh, she doesn't know who he is. It's not yeah. personal to her. She even pointedly at the end of the first one takes off his mask to try to be like, do I know you? Yeah. It's kind of the implication. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's horrifying. Who are you? Like, if I'm going to die, I want to know who's going to kill me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to die not knowing who killed me. Uh, Whereas in this, you're right. It's defined by... We need Her to fear. whole life. That's what I mean by it being a completely extreme and unrealistic way for her life to have gone, I think. I mean, everybody processes trauma differently. Right, we talked about that, but I, I, I just found it completely, like... It rings false for the character. Yeah, yeah, for the character, exactly. If we didn't know this person, if it was a random trauma survivor, I would be like, okay, gotcha. But we know her. We know her. It was, oh, it was pointedly a oh. sequel. Yeah, if I had gone into this blindly and, like, didn't know the movie and, like, I mean, didn't know Halloween, OG, I mean, perhaps, like, I'm sure it's not not compelling. It's still about a person killing people, mm-hmm. and that's always going to be interesting. <laughs> and, like, there were some minor points that were, in, I guess, could be seen as, like, I don't know. I mean, I think because we were just talking about how good the other one was, and, like, I love the simplicity of it, and I love the, like, that it isn't this, like crazy overly contrived thing and then this was just kind of cool. the first one is doo-doo, simple doo-doo pie. and 
secretly smart. That sounds shady, but like, <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're real smart, Halloween. But I think smart yes, in a way that it had this, you know, Deborah Hill and John Carpenter crafting this movie together, and together they're two different viewpoints mm-hmm. of the world led to these deep characters yeah. who you care about, and in this, I didn't. Well, and again, you talk about one of the best, like, just. One of the best, like, dialogue scenes in the first one is that scene in the car where they're just talking. Laurie and... And And it's, like, very striking how real they feel. Yeah, and Deborah Hill wrote that scene. It's really good. Mm -hmm. And in this one, every single bit character gets a moment where it's, like, supposed to endear you to them. And it only hits, like, some of the time. Whereas they really should have focused on making you care about a small like group of people right. and like how they relate to each other the main trio yeah. as perhaps. opposed to just yeah. like i like bon me i like dancing mm-hmm. i am a good babysitter i'm like, a sassy and then kid you're like, then yeah. you're like oh i'm sad right. that they're gonna die because i also like dancing right uh and babysitting and, <laughs> and <bon> sandwiches <laughs> I, yeah i literally didn't care about no. any of the characters i mean granted in the, in the original like annie's a bitch and like pj souls is like whatever but I really just was like, cool. Well, also in the way that they die, and you said this in the last episode, even though you didn't enjoy Annie as a person, Mm. the way they depict her murder, which Mm -hmm. is like, at first it's, there's music, but then once she's dead, it's just silent and you see her slowly die. Yeah. And (laughs) And it's horrifying. Yeah. The way it was done made you go, ooh, yeah, I don't like that. And then I never, I mean, I went, ooh, I don't want my head bashed into a tile wall. I don't want to be choked down in a bathroom after I just took a dump, but like... (laughs) She did. That sucks. <laughs> she had a line about like, I need to do number two. Yeah, it's just these little moments of like, if a character has like one funny line, won't we be sad when they die? Ooh. But it's, the, to- the tone isn't appropriate. <laughs> right. Um, I did like though that Judy Greer is so over Halloween that she wears a Christmas, Christmas sweater. That was funny. Yeah, because yeah. I think she's like, I just want to get it over with, get on to the Yuletide Joy. In our family, we just skip over yeah. all this, which I mean, I, that was probably one of the smarter low-key um uh ideas of just like oh that is kind of valid yeah. like they probably don't want to do anything spooky mm-hmm. even though Lori has like mannequins in her house right she lives on, in a haunted house she literally lives in a haunted house so um this has been halloweeners <laughs> oh our podcast we love horror movies um and yeah please don't take our negativity as uh you know oh my god they were roommates <laughs> They, um, you know, I appreciate the artistry, but I'm always I wasn't, happy, wasn't into it. I'm always happy to watch a new horror movie, right. especially one Good to get that out of the house. has moments of inspired construction, yes. which this did, like I said, the score and the cinematography oh, um, and some of the performances, I would say. The main trio is pretty good. Um, the main trio of ladies. The sequence of him just around the house with the random people or around the neighborhood yes, with the random the people one is actually really, really good. I liked that. I find yes. myself, I could see myself watching that on YouTube just for fun. Mm-hmm. But one good sequence does not a movie make, unfortunately. What if that was the whole movie? Was It was just the opening with Honestly, the if it was a short film like that, that, the opening credits and the one shot scene, I'd be like, compelling. That would be fun, actually. <laughs> Let's edit that. Oh, um, but wow. anyway, um, thank you for listening. <laughs> uh, you can follow me, Cody, at CodyMaster91. You can follow me, Kira, at Hey Kira, Hey. And you can follow the podcast at Halloweeners Pod. And you can follow, he's right here, Zach, Zach Weiss. <laughs> I'm going to call him Zach Pompey. Zach Pompey. Zach, who does our music. You can follow him at 
Après Pompeii. Après Pompeii. And after. you can follow After Pompeii. You can follow Leah Patterson who does our artwork at Tender Witch. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, it's um Halloween time. It Tell is us, send us your shit. Like we said last time, send us anything Halloween related. Yes. You in a costume. Pets in a costume. Yeah. Whatever. Grandma. The fuck. You <laughs> grandma's costume. Just like crazy decorations on your street yeah. and like, you know, um uh, a pumpkin carving that you're really proud yeah. of. Um, a sonnet about Ooh. what you like about my personality. We'll but accept any of through those. the vein of Halloween. No, no, no. <laughs> no, just I period. She needs the validation. I need the attention. No, um, but yeah, send us your fun spoopy stuff mm-hmm. and uh, continue to be good to yourselves and each other. But um, also gets here. In these love times. <laughs> but also gets here. In these love times? I'm, you know, these love times. Um, you know, just, uh, we just gotta... Her teeth are falling out one by one. Um, and don't forget, uh, you want to talk about real horrors, honey, don't forget to fucking vote in November. Oh my God, I will personally find you and bash your head against a towel, a towel, a tile bathroom wall. Her threats are empty and hollow, but please vote. <laughs> please vote, please be good to each other, please send us stuff, and uh, keep the faith, baby. Um, vote, bye. Bye forever. <laughs> Ho, 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 ho.